You're listening to the Girl Next Door podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Erica. We're two former next door neighbors and now good friends who love a good chat and a good cocktail. We're inviting you to come on in, have a drink, and stay a while. Hey, friend. Hey, friend. I was just realizing something about our new intro that almost makes it sound like, um, now that we're not next door neighbors, now we're good friends. <laughs> <laughs> it took moving away from it you. Really, it really brought us closer together. It's funny. Um, so we have a couple of announcements at the top of the show. First of all, thank you listeners for all of the questions you've been sending in. We love them and yes. keep them coming. We also want to give a shout out to everyone who has left us iTunes reviews. Thank you guys. Leaving a review just takes a couple of minutes, but it really helps other people find the show. Plus, you can be assured that it will cause one of us to text the other to say, did you just see what this person said? Heart eye emoji, <laughs> for sure. You can also support the show by purchasing our Neighborly Advice audio classes, which are available at girlnextdoorpodcast.com. And one of the best ways to support the show is just tell a friend or a few friends, maybe share it on social media. Hey, thanks for that segue <laughs> into today's topic, Erica. You're welcome. <laughs> we are talking about social media and real relationships. We chatted about social media a lifetime ago. Yeah, like in especially so in social media terms. Oh my goodness, yes. Mm -hmm. Lots has changed. Um, I think maybe before even Snapchat was a thing. Yeah. I, I so. still don't really know what Snapchat mm -hmm. is, but... Nope. Though that hasn't changed. <laughs> um, so we wanted to revisit the topic and also talk about how social media can enhance or detract from real relationships. But first, a cocktail. Okay, so I have for us a very summary because mm -hmm. it is a record-breaking 120 oh, degrees. I, yes. Oh, I'm so glad we're capturing today. that. Yes. This, One this is a historic day. 120, folks. 120. Holy cow. It's and it hot. felt like your eyeballs hurt going outside. It's yes. everything you think it would feel like. When I got into my car, which we're recording in our new, yes. brand new lad recording studio. Yes. Hopefully you AKA can, you my can dining hear room. the new house around <laughs> us, the beautiful new house. Um, when I got into my car to come over here, it had just been sitting like inside my garage. Yeah. I mean, the seats were hot. Yeah. As if they had been like in the sunlight. Just nearly. like so much ambient heat oh, right now. It just feels like a sauna. It's that dry, hot. Yes. Not good. No, it's really not. So this is the most refreshing I could mm -hmm. think of. It's also perfect for picnic time, beach time, um, pool time. Mm -hmm. So I put it in a red solo cup. I love it. On purpose. <laughs> um, one of my good friends makes this and introduced this to me and it's so simple, but really good in jug form that okay. you just keep pouring over ice. <laughs> it's called a skip and go naked. <laughs> it's basically a shandy okay. with beer and lemonade. And then you add vodka. Yes. <laughs> so that's the go naked part. <laughs> See, we will try to be coherent by the end of this. Yes the end of this podcast and but i have to drive home yeah so, so kelsey can only I have might, like half of okay it. who's gonna be the first one that has to take an uber home from recording a podcast <laughs> recording from one drink uh, challenge so accepted so cheers in our solo cups cheers Ooh, yes yum that goes down easy yeah a little Perfect. too easy take it easy Warren. probably so mm -hmm. okay Mr. Okay. Ladd also requested that I make yeah, him one like, on the way so upstairs. Is there enough for me? <laughs> yeah. He frequently does that before I come to your house. <laughs> so he was probably really excited that we were recording yeah. here tonight. And what he are you guys drinking? Too. <laughs> um, okay. So let's jump into this. So let's start. Uh, give me a breakdown of your current social media use and sort of how, why you okay. use them. So I am still on Facebook 
personally mostly just to keep in touch with family and friends. I feel like that's one way with a lot of family and friends still living in Wisconsin or other scattered Mm -hmm. places um, that we kind of keep in touch. And also the groups. Yeah. I'm liking like the garage sale type groups on there. Our Mm -hmm. book club has a private group on there. Um, that's something that's really come about in the yeah. last like few years. Yeah. And I feel like they're starting to be just be more and more popular. Yeah, Facebook's so done a good job together. of kind of evolving that way. Yeah. So, um, I probably use it more for that kind of stuff than mm-hmm. anything else. Otherwise, if I post anything personal, I feel like it's just through Instagram. Right. Um, Snapchat, I literally use with one person okay. just to send stupid stuff back okay. and forth. Like <laughs> me with bunny ears right. telling her how tired I am. Okay. Or tonight it was me with my headphones on in my little new pocket office, um, pretending I was still working on podcasting stuff because I literally could not hear my children's voices any longer tonight before bed. So I told Jeremiah I had some podcast stuff Uh to do and I did. Right. But I finished it up and just continued to listen to music. Love it. On my headphones. Love it. Because the sound of the voices was a bit too much That's what headphones are for. (laughs) And so I used Snapchat for admissions such as that. Okay. Um, I would say Instagram is my favorite um, and definitely we have a Facebook page for um, the podcast too. So we do use that, um, you know, professionally too. But I think even that we, we mostly share things from Instagram Mm -hmm. um, and then really enjoy the interaction with personal and high girls next door on Instagram. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm using these days. All right. That's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. So um, kind of similar. Yeah. Instagram is my social media of choice. That's mm-hmm. the one that I'm checking mm-hmm. daily. Um, and sometimes posting daily. Mm-hmm. That's the one that I'm really using. I just, I just really love it. I mean, there definitely are some cons or some drawbacks to it, but I just love, I just love that social mm-hmm. media. I love it because I feel like it in, it inspires me to, notice and remember moments Mm -hmm. in my life Mm -hmm. that I just otherwise it would be so easy to forget about yeah and I really do feel like it's those little things that then I'm inspired to look for them Mm -hmm. and appreciate them more Mm -hmm. and then remember them later and reminisce about them Mm -hmm. and I really feel like those are like the the little everyday moments that really make up life Mm -hmm. you know and just having those really more tangible memories yes. of like, I might remember, Oh, that time we went to the pool. But then you, if like a picture kind of comes back to you in a, a yeah. more mm-hmm. like tangible way. Um, it's actually kind of a little bit of a guilty pleasure of my, I love scrolling back through my own Instagram feed. Yeah. It's just, I just love seeing all those little moments. Yeah. And something that I've noticed that I like to do is I like to go back to like this season, but last year yes. and just see the comparison mm-hmm. or, it can just be, I, I like it too, because I'll scroll back and I'll see photos that were taken during like a hard time. Yeah. And it just gives me appreciation for, man, we got through that. We've come or, so far. Exactly. Yeah. So I just, it really, I feel like it gives me perspective in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So I will say I am not yet on board with the Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. I haven't made one. I just, you can, if you hold your, if you hold your finger or your thumb on them, then you can mute them at the top. Yes. And I just have them all muted. Okay. I don't ever watch them. Okay. It's like very rare. And okay. I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a video person. Yeah. I never watch YouTube videos. It's not your medium of choice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would just would rather read something or just, I guess, see a photo. I, I, I don't know if I can articulate much mm-hmm. beyond it. It's just like not attracted to it. I don't yeah. Know. I think there's something interesting 
which I think Instagram's actually done a really good job of by making it only available 24 hours and everything yeah. to make it like, hey, this is in addition to not right. detracting from. Yes, I do like that I can mute it. So it doesn't. caption. Right. It's kind of there. Moment. But if you mm-hmm. don't want to do that part mm-hmm. of it, I still just like, you know, and maybe one day I'll get on board or, you know, it just it's not mm-hmm. a habit right now to watch or to make little videos. Right. So anyway. Right. Um, okay. So. Facebook, I have, I have started using Facebook significantly less. Yeah, I would and say so too. I'm not really sure. Chris, <laughs> could it have something to do with the election of 2016? Maybe it had something that to do with that. Yes. And I think that. that was part of what spurred Chris to cancel his Facebook. Like he Altogether. was just finding himself just like too worked up. And it's just, yeah. it's not the medium right. for sharing your opinions, for sharing thoughtful. your frustrations. Uh-huh. No, for for like constructive conversation. It's just really not. So anyway, so he canceled it or quit it. And then that kind of made me think more about it. And just the less time I spent on it, Mm -hmm. I just noticed that I was less anxious Mm -hmm. and any of that. So I probably will check, like do a quick login to Facebook. I don't have the app on my phone. So Mm -hmm. that also like helps to not just reflexively check it. Um, I'll probably check it maybe once a week and I'll just look at the notifications yeah. and mm-hmm. make sure no one's like trying to get a hold of you or exactly. And you then and... it probably would be if it weren't for our book club yes. on there, yeah. I probably would cancel it yeah. otherwise. Mm-hmm. Cause I think I could see like, there would be, uh, you know, a couple things like, okay, I really won't have any other connection to this person, mm-hmm. but it's someone that, you know, we're not emailing, we're not texting, right. whatever. So, um, and it just, I don't know, I'm spending less time on it and, this, it feels good mm-hmm. with the way that other social medias have mm-hmm. evolved. That's just kind of where I'm finding yeah. more, more meaning. Um, I am still using Pinterest, although that's, it's changed mm-hmm. so much mm-hmm. like they all do. It used to be so enjoyable to scroll and to see all the things that your friends were sharing. Yeah. And you just, the algorithms have, the changed, algorithms so have changed. I don't know. I think maybe because it's, it's not as new anymore. People aren't maybe posting newer stuff. And then it's just so overrun by sponsored content, mm-hmm. brand content. Mm-hmm. And now they've just most recently changed it too, where you can't immediately see who shared it. Right. Cause for a while I would just avoid the like sponsored and promoted yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Cause I was like, well, I know that's just not exactly what I want to see. So, but I do still love using it for just saving my own ideas. Yeah. And, so and I, I like, I'm using it, finding it more as a resource, like looking mm-hmm. up things in my own pins that I'm like, exactly. Oh, I know I yes. pinned a recipe for that or looking up, you know, something yes. I use it like almost like Google. Right. If mm-hmm. I know it's like a DIY or like a, a very recipe curated or Google. That, yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I especially, um, I love capturing gift ideas mm-hmm. and recipes mm-hmm. are what I constantly like find myself going back mm-hmm. for. So, um, okay. So what about any negative effects of social media okay. for you? I would say, I guess there have been moments where I find the comparison aspect where like, I think I should be doing this or that, or look like this or that. Yeah. I wouldn't, I don't think that that's my biggest struggle with it. I yeah. think um, for me, the biggest thing is just using it to zone out and as a distraction from real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, and now, especially too, as like part of our, you know, business and the podcast is on there and like right. real relationships are there. It feels like this like second life almost. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I will just very easily find myself even just kind of irritated with the kids for interrupting me. And I'm like, no, yeah. I mean, right. you're really just scrolling. They're right. not interrupting anything important. Yeah. Um, so I find that is a bigger issue for me, um, mm-hmm. just kind of mindlessly consuming too, mm-hmm. instead of creating something for myself yeah. or really connecting with people on yeah. there. Cause I will even scroll through something like of a friends mm-hmm. that I would normally comment on, but I'm not in the mindset of right. like yes, truly totally. connecting. I'm right. just like killing yep. time or tired totally. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
that's one thing. I also find myself getting irritated with people and what they post on social media that wouldn't irritate me about them otherwise, or Mm -hmm. they wouldn't, they wouldn't show that side of themselves maybe Uh in a conversation, but like social media brings out this weird, gotcha. you know, the political aspect and the just, just the high horse a little Mm -hmm. bit where I feel like people sometimes do and say things on there that that they wouldn't otherwise. Is, it a, so, is that a particular social media? Do you feel like, or I just like across Facebook the board? Probably See, is. The I do. Most I feel like, like that. I feel like Facebook is more the place for that, yeah. which is why it just yeah. more and more is like, oh, less time here. Yeah. Is kind of Twitter too. I feel like can get very yeah. um, political and very snarky, uh-huh. and where it's just like, no. I mean, I know you're a nice person, but now I saw that and that bugs me. Yeah. But I wouldn't. It right. wouldn't bug me otherwise. Like you wouldn't say that to my face, uh-huh. which I uh, we can go on, I guess, about <laughs> this too. But I just even with like certain family members, I would just. I would just find them sharing something that like mm-hmm. in conversation really wouldn't come up. So mm-hmm. it doesn't need to yeah. be something that affects my opinion about them. Right. You know? Yeah. So yeah. Facebook and Twitter are really very opinion based. Yes. Whereas Instagram is very, this like is what's happening or this and, is what mm-hmm. is inspiring me or mm-hmm. yeah. Storytelling. Like I would agree. Said. I would agree. So yeah, those are kind of the negative effects I notice okay. in my own life. Just okay. lots of like wasting time. Yeah. And I, yeah, I definitely, I definitely noticed that for myself as well. And in the same way, it's like, it, you know, it's sometimes it's like the, like almost the more you need to get done or something mm-hmm. like I can just end up having a really crappy day at work if I ended up checking social media too much. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it almost feels embarrassing. It's yeah. like, come on, like that is yeah. so dumb. You can't, you can't control that, but it's so easy to just, and it's kind of like the more you check it or the more you want to be on it, the more yes. it like becomes a habit. Yes. And you then know? you find yourself literally going back and forth, like Instagram, Facebook, yes. Instagram, Facebook. It's just like, like to see if anything stop. changed. You're like, what is happening? Stop I feel gross right, right now. now. Yes. So, um, but so, yeah, so distraction for sure. And um, I've been, I've been trying, we were just out of town this past weekend. And once we got to our destination, I just was kind of like, okay, I'm not going to be on social media at all this weekend. And I totally loved it Mm -hmm. because then the less you're on social media, then you're just, I mean, less on your phone overall. That's, I guess, the majority of things, something I'm doing on my phone. And, you know, for me, if it's, um, it's easier to kind of just like all or nothing, not at all Mm -hmm. rather than I'll just check it this one time. Cause then it's so easy to, Oh, 20 minutes later, I'll just check one more Uh time anyway. And I really like that. And then I feel like it kind of helps temper my use, like going forward. Like then this week I've just been putting my phone in a drawer at work and it's been so nice. Because you've seen like, oh, I didn't miss anything and it wasn't that big of a deal. Yes. And then there is just this feeling of coming back to it and just feeling like, okay, I was just living life, which Mm -hmm. is what, you know, you're supposed to be sharing on social media, but there does suddenly become this thing of like how much life simultaneous. Yeah. Living on social media Mm -hmm. versus like actually being, actually being present, Mm -hmm. um, in your life. I, I think I probably struggle more with the comparison aspect on Mm -hmm. social media. Like I will just, I just notice the more I'm I'm looking at social media, even though I try to be very intentional and thoughtful about who I'm following Mm -hmm. so that I'm just following like more authentic people. And Mm -hmm. I try not to follow too many brands even because then that's just showing me like such this glorified, perfect life. It's so like curated and someone's getting paid to do that. Exactly. But I do just find the more time I spend on social media, I feel like I'm, I'm looking around at my own life like... And it's more like materialistic, tangible things mm-hmm. and wishing I had different things mm-hmm. or like looking more critically at things I have right. or don't have. And right. when I take a break from it, 
I find I'm not really thinking about that stuff at right. all. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm there's not, nothing to compare it to. Exactly. Like, I'm yeah. thinking about the stuff that really matters, which well, is true. enjoying time with my family and like doing work that I find fulfilling, mm-hmm. like creating things. Mm-hmm. So that's just kind of, kind of interesting. And, and just um, kind of like you said, like distra- distraction or just taking me out of the moment yeah. that I should just be mm-hmm. enjoying and being present. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we were kind of talking about social media can feel really superficial, but it definitely is possible to find authentic connections and quote unquote meet real people. How do you find that sweet spot? Okay. I was telling you before the show that I recently listened to uh, an episode of the Goal Digger podcast by Jenna Kutcher, and she had one on five secrets to boosting Instagram engagement, but I feel like it was like a general rule book for, Uh I just got a lot out of it. I feel like it was more of just a general um, brand and personal philosophy for like true authentic social media engagement. Yeah. So she was saying one thing about like that realness is never posting in real time. And that's kind of what you were saying about like Mm. this weekend, putting your phone away. Um, she say, she says like, take the shot and then put your phone down. And Uh when you have a bit of time, edit it, caption it thoughtfully and hashtag it intentionally. This will give you the ability to be number one, more present in life Mm -hmm. and then more thoughtful with your feed, Mm. which sometimes I feel like those things feel like competing forces, like at odds. Yeah. Like I am either present or I have an amazing feed or an amazing connecting, you know, connection Mm -hmm. on social media. It's like, no, Mm. actually if you don't post in real time, it will help both of those things. Mm-hmm. So that was really kind of, it seems so simple, but mm-hmm. like, oh, that yeah. that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, and then just talking about like connecting and encouraging on social mm-hmm. media versus comparing and mindlessly consuming. Mm-hmm. Um, and like she was saying, you know, it's easy to log in and mindlessly scroll, but what if instead of those 20 minutes you dedicated to, scrolling you dedicated to logging in and truly like intentionally connecting with people like commenting on meaningful comment or you know thanking some of your followers for the comments that they leave Mm -hmm. or you know responding back to them yeah um and you know using that if people are taking the time to engage with you especially with your business or your brand and Mm -hmm. like that you're really engaging back with them and trying as as much as possible to spend even those 20 minutes you can get a lot of comments oh yeah you know responded to so i liked that idea Mm -hmm. um And then just in terms of making real relationships and real connections, just being yourself. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes people think that like there is no difference between your real self and your online self. Yeah. Like if you're part of you kind in real life, you should be kind online and vice versa. Like there is no, no difference. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And just being conscious of that, like scrolling mindlessly or venting on social media. Like it's a, like it's got its own rules. Right. When really you know, shouldn't. Yeah. And you should be almost more careful because it's mm-hmm. very public and anybody can see it. Right. So. And it's much more easy to misconstrue exactly. or to interpret it one way or exactly. another. So I think, yeah, just that, that connection over mindless consumption, yeah. I think is the biggest way that you make, make those real relationships mm-hmm. on online. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I really, I really, really like those. I, I have found myself doing that more with Instagram, like mm-hmm. taking the photo and kind of saving it for later. And I like that idea of just making that like a blanket rule. Yeah. You know, so even just safety like wise, like I feel like we mm-hmm. are so, I mean, you never know, like posting that you're at some restaurant, like as you're eating at that restaurant right. and like, you just don't know, you know, right. especially some of these huge, um, you know, social media personalities. I, yeah. I feel like it's probably a good rule of mm-hmm. thumb overall. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I would, I would kind of say just 
just similarly, just like you said, like not just mindlessly scrolling. Like Mm -hmm. if you're going to be using it, you've chosen that this is a social media that you want to use, you know, why are you really wanting to use it? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like I said, I love capturing these moments. I love finding other people and connecting with other Mm -hmm. people that I would not meet in my normal life otherwise and finding a community and offering support or encouragement or, you know, it is so cool to see these people, other women, mostly, Mm -hmm. you know, raising their families, becoming Mm -hmm. mothers and like sharing in that and finding that to be so universal. Um, another thing that I try to do is just edit who I'm following. Like I mentioned, I try not to follow a lot of brands Mm -hmm. or things like that. And so just really, so I'm kind of curating my feed so that they're only people that I really want to interact with. with. Yeah. And that also I'm getting that inspiration or encouragement. Mm-hmm. Not that these people have to be like commenting and like right, right. encouraging. Kelsey, you're so awesome. <laughs> I know, exactly. <laughs> I only want those people. Yeah. On my feed. Um, but yeah, then it's kind of like the, you know, just the, yeah. the, the two way. But so. you don't have to follow back everybody that follows you. No, yeah. right. <laughs> Um, so yeah, and, and those tend to be the people that are being real and mm-hmm. honest that, you know, you're getting to see some real life or, you know, sharing that things aren't always like just, yes. just so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, th- things like that. Um, one thing that I do if, you know, sometimes you'll find a brand or a photo on Instagram and then I found myself for a while, I would like, okay, well follow the brand because I want to remember it. Yeah. But that would just, just clutter up my feed yes. and kind of be get overwhelming so for instead, like that one product you right might want to remember yeah so instead i try to i use that little bookmark mm-hmm. button so mm-hmm. it kind of like saves it in one spot or where is that spot that it saves it by the I way i think like if you go to your profile and then somehow you click that button i think that then all you your see bookmarks it all up. together okay exactly i don't really go back and reference it it's more okay. just kind of like i'm like okay great i got it i know this now saves i don't have it to follow somewhere. okay yeah or i'll go right to that brand's website and then copy the link and put it right into Pinterest. Okay. And so that has been just kind of a nice way because a lot of times we'll be like, oh, this is a super cute tote bag. Yes. Well, I don't need a feed of all totes right. five yes. times a day. And you know? it's a business. So it's even, yeah, like you said, like exactly. five times a day. Exactly. Every which way. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's kind of, that's kind of nice. Thing. No, that's a good point. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, we kind of talked about this in terms of sharing in real time, but do you struggle with how much to share on social media mm-hmm. and how, what are kind of your rules of thumb deciding what and how much to share? Yeah. It's kind of now that I've thought about this a lot now that I can share everything yeah. like, um, the girls faces and whatever. And for a while I did debate, maybe I should just continue not sharing their faces because there are just, yeah. you know, safety things to think about. Not that we have any yeah. imminent threats or anything. For, for just, any family. Just, yeah, really, just anything. But then I also feel like there is a little bit of this, um, I don't know, like a false uh, fear mm-hmm. about like really in this day and age, anybody can look me up yeah. and find out anything they want. Right. Truth be told. Right. Right. So it's just like, like I, if you're going to be on it at all. Yeah. You're, you're kind of taking that risk no matter what. Right. And so, or I guess I'd like to see the data of like, how much safer are you really? Right. You know, if you're not sharing just right. this one component of yeah, yourself. Like if I don't share faces and right. exact names, but I mean, is it really, right? people can still figure it out. You right. know what I mean? So yeah. I just feel like there needs to be the, for me, it needs to be more about like, what would I be comfortable sharing 
just in general. Right. Like, what would I walk out on the street? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm a person who lives my life right. in real life. Right. And so, and everybody's kind of online. Everybody's a little more public than right. they used to be. Right. So, and I just don't want to, I don't want to feel like who is this big bad boogeyman that's, you know yeah. what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the ominous online world. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think I'm a fairly open person in general. So I feel like it needs to match who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I wouldn't share it in person, I probably shouldn't share it online behind a computer screen. Yeah. Sometimes it emboldens you a little bit like, mm-hmm. oh, I don't have to actually say this to right. somebody's face. So right. I'm going to say it. But that's kind of my rule of thumb. Would I say it in person? Yeah. Um, but then otherwise, if I am comfortable and it's my, as long as it's my story to tell. Mm-hmm. So even with the girls, like making sure I'm trying as much as possible to tell things from my perspective mm-hmm. as the mom, mm-hmm. not just telling all of their business to the whole right. world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, or it might be influential or helpful for someone else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if sharing is not just about like, oh, look at me, mm-hmm. but actually something that might be helpful or, mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I guess I, I think about it a lot, but I kind of err on the side of being more open. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I guess I wouldn't say it's tough. It's definitely something that I do think about a lot. And I mm-hmm. think for, for me too, this is kind of interesting. I feel like it almost is a, a good example of, you know, we took the personality test. Mm-hmm. I tested as a very extroverted introvert. Right. And I think actually my sort of online presence, like blogging, podcasting, mm-hmm. Instagram, social media is actually such a like a great crossroads for that particular Mm -hmm. personality because it's connecting with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. but it's on my terms. And there's a lot of also just like introverted alone time, like if you want it to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, yeah, I find it interesting. I find that I, I do want to connect with people and I am very open and like to be open, but Mm -hmm. then I do sometimes just, sometimes I don't want to, feel like I'm sharing everything. I think just another aspect of it is also the reason like why I love mm-hmm. to use Instagram. Like I said, I love to use it because it's capturing these moments mostly that I want to remember. And right. so I I do try to be really conscious about sharing honestly about maybe some things that are harder, but it definitely is in a tempered way. And it's it's not so much because it's not because I don't want to share that my life has difficulties mm-hmm. or, or these sorts mm-hmm. of things, but it's just more like Instagram's kind of a happy place for me. Right. So I don't want to be talking all the time about, you know, like yeah. tantrums or all of those. It's hard- your place to try to maybe put a, put a spin on it yeah. for yourself and process exactly. it in a positive way. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. kind of like, well, what do you want to remember from this day? And mm-hmm. it's like, well, of these many hours that we're trying, I'm going to choose to focus on these 10 minutes that right. were really great. Right. Um, and then there definitely is that aspect too of sharing about my boys and their story. And I mm-hmm. never want to put, I am very conscious about not putting anything that they would be embarrassed by other than just the fact that like general, my mom shared my mom. this about yeah. me, like normal right. kids like being your embarrassed. Your existence will embarrass <laughs> exactly. them at some point. Exactly. So I, I definitely am like, like very, very conscious, uh, very conscious about that. Okay. Can you give some examples of real relationships that you formed with people that you first met through social media? Yeah. Um, I think I know there's more than this, but for sure off the top of my head, it's coming to me is the mom, our ladies, yes. uh, Sarah and Megan. 
and Megan, I've still never met in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Sarah, we did get together for a yeah. lunch and get to meet um, and just, you know, email and text and boxer and whatever back and forth. So yeah. that's kind of cool. And then Sarah Bagley, who yep. we did our little uh, creative retreat with. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of, it's just kind of interesting how much you really can know somebody online mm-hmm. now where before that was just, there was very limited avenues where you could maybe know a little bit about somebody. You had to know someone in person. And then it's like, oh, we can exchange emails or friend you Mm -hmm. on Facebook. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's what's so cool about, I guess, these mediums now. It is so easy to just connect with anyone. And in a more maybe well-rounded way, because each, even each connection kind of um, shows a different side. Like you might see more of their work mm. on Facebook and right. linked or you, you know, mm-hmm. on Instagram or personal family mm-hmm. life or whatever it might yeah. be. So yeah. those are the two that I can think of off the top of my yeah. head. I know I have met other people. For sure. Obviously, and, then there, so. and then there are so many people too that there's definitely many people that I feel like I now follow and like, I'm really interested and engaged in what's happening in their life, mm-hmm. but we might not quite like exchange lots of emails or Back Voxer messages yeah. or, you know, mm-hmm. things like that, but like almost like close acquaintances. Yes. Um, yes. People that if you met them at a conference or something, you would probably yeah. give them a hug. Like it's right. so nice to see you in yeah. person. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, for sure. Um, Sarah Bagley, it's just been, it's been so cool to connect with her. We first connected on Twitter. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Like the best thing for me ever to happen from Twitter. <laughs> Maybe the only good thing. Um, so that was, that was so, so cool. I think like, because we were both following someone else and then we suddenly like somehow something about podcast came up and then I actually, now I cannot remember how we first connected with Sarah powers. Can you remember? Mm. I don't know. Sarah boxer us and tell yeah. us how we how first we know connected. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but anyway, it must've been something about us starting the podcast or she was like blogging and mm. in Scottsdale, but yeah, it was the Phoenix to... connection was part of it. Yeah. Anyway, mm. but yeah, now Sarah and I, well, both Sarah's are, um, boxer friends mm-hmm. and stuff. And mm-hmm. so anyway, it's just, it's so, so fun. And then the other story, I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but I have to tell the story about how I connected with, um, our listener and now my friend, Sherry Graham, mm-hmm. our Nova Scotia friend. Mm-hmm. So it was on, I think, think and I cannot remember now if Sherry was a podcast listener already or okay but I do know that Sherry and I both follow Molly Weisenberg a favorite mm-hmm. author of ours mm-hmm. and Molly posted that she was going back to Oklahoma to help um, her mom clean out her house because her mom was going to move to Seattle okay and she posted something like I'm going through all of these gourmet magazines mm-hmm. like from the 80s are mm-hmm. these old gourmet magazines mm-hmm. if you want them let me know yeah and i had posted if you have any um everyday food magazines yeah. because that one had just gone out yeah. of business and i was i'm still so sad about it yeah, like i would one. take those well Molly didn't reply, but Sherry Graham did. And she (laughs) said, I have like the whole backlog. If you pay for shipping, I'll like, I'd be happy to send them to you. So I was like, oh my gosh, yes. And so it's just, I mean, in the Instagram comments, Mm -hmm. this is happening. And then, yeah. And so now in 
Um, it's actually in the top of Dashiell's closet is some extra storage space. Mm -hmm. I have all of these old everyday foods. <laughs> they have Sherry's Nova Scotia yes. address on them. And I just, I love them. Like I still love to yeah. get them out. And yeah. then I like to see like a recipe that's doggy eared yeah. or like that's missing or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, I wonder if Sherry made this. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I just like love that little story that's so, awesome. so much. <laughs> and now Sherry and I love to exchange Voxer messages too. <laughs> Um, okay, let's talk about using social media for building an audience, like for creative work, kind of like like the writing that we do mm -hmm. and also for this podcast. So how is social media for this purpose similar or different than more just like general personal use for you? Okay, so I will say too, can we get real for a minute? Let's let's get real, Erica. About I've had this, uh, what is this? Skip it, skip it. We're going to get real naked We're about get Twitter. We're going to get real naked. Okay, so we have a Twitter account. Technically, we are on Twitter. And we have personal Twitter accounts. That's right. Oh, God, yes. We hate it. Yeah, we don't like Twitter. Like, we really loathe it. So we are really sorry <laughs> if you have been commenting or trying to get our attention on Twitter. I mean, we, we try to, like, we appreciate it. check in once in a while, but... Yeah. It really is just not our thing. It's kind of become where it's just like if you're either on top of it or then if you're not, you're just overwhelmed yes. and it changes the so fast. The pace of Twitter is faster than any other social media, I oh, will say. Like I don't, I need to like look up a blog post that's like Twitter for dummies. Like, yeah. okay, t I understand the very basics of right. it, but this is the thing. I don't understand how anyone is active or keeping up with yeah. it and, and does anything else. Because it moves so right. fast. Like how, right. how do you have a full-time job or how are you parenting no, I, or anything? I, and I really think like Twitter in particular is like probably the advent of social media assistance because you yeah. can't keep up with it right. unless you have somebody like full-time yeah, doing just, that It just you. feels like you have to constantly yeah. be on it. And so I feel like for me then like, like Instagram or Facebook feels very much like you could check it once a day or once a week mm -hmm. and get caught up and still feel like you're active and participating. Right. With Twitter, oh my gosh. Yeah. No, no. And just such a, which is some of it's really good, like such a more international and yeah. political and, and um, like just easier to have conversations with people yeah. more quickly. And right. Stuff. Just, just, uh, it's so broad. Twitter right. is so, so broad. Yes. Um, so yeah, we just have a hard time keeping up with it. Yes. And I really th feel like in general, and I think we talked about this in our last, um, social media episode, like if it doesn't work for you, you don't have to do it. Right. Like just because everybody else is doing it. Mm -hmm. If you're finding that you can actually keep up with Instagram over Twitter and getting right. more engagement there, then do that. Focus right. your energies there. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it just has not, has not <laughs> been our thing. So we apologize, Twitter friends. <laughs> yes, we do. Try to reach out. Um, Please find us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say too that I feel like though when you do find your thing, um, especially as you're trying to grow, you know, an audience or, or whatever it might be in your creative work that I feel like we're just starting to see the difference this can make mm -hmm. for us in connection mm -hmm. and in turning, um, listeners and followers into customers potentially, yeah. or just people that you have a longstanding, mm -hmm. um, relationship with. Yeah, so just I, a really engaged audience. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And that to me feels like success more than like mm -hmm. number of followers. Yes. Engagement, totally. mm -hmm. engagement feels like success. Right. So, um, and I do think too, if you are doing it for business or sharing anything, you kind of have to use a third party, mm -hmm. um, tool like TweetDeck mm -hmm. or I'm actually, I have been looking into Planoly. Mm. I think that's how you say it. Okay. I literally know nothing, okay. but I know that you, it's can, called like, you can literally plan 
your grid on Instagram ahead of time wow. to make sure it kind of like oh wow yeah. it's a curated feed. You right. can schedule posts ahead of time. Hmm. There is a, a free version and then you know a subscription uh-huh. version, and you can have multiple users depending on what you would need oh, for your business. But right, just I just feel like if you especially that whole idea of um, being a little more thoughtful about it. Mm-hmm. And planning it also allows you to be more present right. and living more cool things right. in the meantime. So right. I just think that that probably, if you're really trying to grow your audience and really trying to right. build, you know, something like that, that using a third party mm-hmm. helper. Which cur- be- currently we, so we have the High Girls Next Door Instagram mm-hmm. account, which hopefully all of you are finding us yes. there. And Erica and I share that. We yes. like just switch off. Yeah. You have what is it? Sunday through Wednesday, I think. <laughs> I don't know. Cause I've been slacking big time. Sunday lately. through yeah. Wednesday. And I technically have Thursday through Saturday. Right. And I mean, we currently do not, it's just us. There's right. no third party about right. it. <laughs> and so, yeah, it is, it is one of those things where, um, I mean, right now it feels like we, we do it when we have content mm-hmm. or when we remember or whatever, mm-hmm. but we also, I mean, with the podcast too, we're just all about real life comes first and right. I don't want to fake a post right if, if it's just like oh I gotta post something because mm-hmm. that ends up not being your best ones right. I think mm-hmm. you know so or I feel like even if you could if you could be banking a few mm-hmm. that were really authentic and really mm-hmm. you know time specific in terms of what you have coming yeah. out or whatever that would still be super authentic but you thought of it right. in a moment where yep. you weren't forcing it yes. you know yes um we even have just used like photo sharing the, right. the photo stream on, right on iPhone to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of bank a couple things right. like that. But yeah, it's, um, it's very, I mean, the podcast itself is so part-time for us. And, yes. and I mean, really social media nowadays, it, it does need to be mm-hmm. so intentional. I mean, if you want to kind of do your brand justice, right? you know, right. N- not just because we're trying to be more curated or something, no. but you want or to put on some fake right. front. It's just, but you want to be, um, you want to have such good quality mm-hmm. because you want like, that's what, you know, your like users, listener audience mm-hmm. want to engage with. And, and, you know, and it's kind of expected now, like if you're going to get a book deal, if you're going to, you have right. to show that you can mm-hmm. curate a following right. and, you know, give the people what they want right. kind of a thing. Right. So, um, I will say to some other points on that podcast from Jenna Kutcher that mm-hmm. were more maybe business or brand specific, uh, was not to be a one hit wonder. I think sometimes she, um, you still need to be personal. I think when you're sharing your brand, she's saying like, yeah. don't just share that. So like she's right. a wedding photographer. Right. So don't have your feed though, be only your wedding work. Mm-hmm. Show who you are because mm-hmm. then that's the person that I they like get that. to like and trust and right. want to buy things from mm-hmm. or just mm-hmm. interact with and yeah. follow. And I love knowing the people behind mm-hmm. the brand. Like I, mm-hmm. I really do. And then, yeah, just like you said, like I'm much more likely if you're kind of showing me what's in the rest of your mm-hmm. life that, and I just find that so encouraging too, because yes. then to other people who are trying to put creative work out there, it demystifies this, like, yeah. I just have this perfect life and yeah. I just go into my perfect studio and make my work. And well, and I feel like that's how you're building those real relationships. Mm-hmm. Like they like you. Mm-hmm. So you come out with the next thing that may be totally different from the other thing right. you were doing. Well, what if they only knew you as a wedding photographer right. mm-hmm. and now you want to do this? Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'll follow you to this cause I like right. you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also just talking about like using calls to action, like actually mm-hmm. asking a question on a, yeah. on a post or right. um, using hashtags intentionally, yeah. just being a little more intentional with, especially with like how the algorithms change all the right. time where 
um, interaction with your post is really yes. what's going to get it seen in the feed. What's your what's your hashtag action plan oh. like lately? My hashtag game is not strong. <laughs> I will say what I something that I have been doing, and it is towards a mind of of building my audience. And mm-hmm. I will say, like my personal Instagram feed is, like I said, it's for me. Like I said, like I really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But then I am trying to be very thoughtful too about building building engagement mm-hmm. as I want to do more creative work, mm-hmm. as I eventually want to do more of my own writing, mm-hmm. I hope publish some books, then those are the people right. that might be the most interested in right. what I have to share or what I have to create. So anyway, it, it's, it is kind of a, a blended of that, which mm-hmm. is a lot of people. It's like, right. you know, we're all kind of personal brands there. Right. But anyway, what I have been doing and um, what I've just kind of noticed other people doing is trying to you know, find some relevant hashtags mm-hmm. and then kind of follow those hashtags mm-hmm. and see what other people are using and blah, blah, blah. And then I save a note in my phone that has mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. hashtags written out. And then I'm not tagging every single photo. Right. It's almost kind of an experiment. Right. Um, you know, there are huge communities on Instagram around books. Yeah. And so I have I been, didn't even know. You were telling me this. I didn't even know it was right. a thing. No, yeah. Like, it's why one, have I not it's one of these them? things where you're just like, do I understand the internet at all? Right. <laughs> Seriously, at all. how do I produce a podcast that I, I don't know, know these exactly. things? So anyway, so um, yeah, so it's just kind of interesting mm-hmm. to kind of do that and see. I feel like it has, I think, helped helped me be just kind of thinking about those content. And I, in a way too, it kind of, I think about it almost like my blog, like blogging topics, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, where I have started thinking about it a little bit differently mm-hmm. as time goes on. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so that's kind like of what I'm doing. It up and I could, kind of I'm thing. sure I could be more strategic. Oh, totally. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I would highly recommend that, um, gold digger podcast on the Instagram five tricks. To I mean, Instagram I love the name. It was, I feel like that would be right up my alley. Yeah. It's really, really good. Okay. I'm mm-hmm. going to check, I'm going to check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to say kind of just tagging on what exactly what you were saying, but like when you're kind of doing more self-promotion or brand promotion, I think initially because a lot of us come to these social media or like podcasts Mm -hmm. to be really honest and authentic. Mm -hmm. And so it can feel a little scary to be Mm -hmm. self-promotional, but just like you said, I think that there are just ways to do it in very real ways Mm -hmm. and that the audience that you've built Yes. Like once Wants your products, you. like yeah. if, if mm-hmm. you are feeling nervous about it and you think about the brands or the people that you follow, mm-hmm. you're like, yes, please give me yeah. more stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I like what you're doing. I want to see more mm-hmm. of it and kind of thinking of it in that way. Um, and then, and similarly, if something is not working for you or you don't want to do it, just that you don't have to. Yeah. And I, and if I it think, doesn't feel authentic to you yeah. or, mm-hmm. and I think about this because there are, and actually Molly Weisenberg is an example. I, you know, she's an author that I love and just the style and all mm-hmm. of these things. And sometimes I'll suddenly find myself, Oh, because other people, authors and all these people are on Twitter and stuff. Do I need to be on right. Twitter? And then I don't think she's active on right. Twitter. Right. And so I'll just kind of remind myself, there are people that, are successful or that are, you know, mm-hmm. doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. You don't 
there is not like this one size fits all. Well, if right. you want to be successful at this, right. you have to do this way, right. this way, this way, you know? And there are authors that I'll go to find them on Instagram that I'm like, oh, cause that's, I love yes. to like connect with authors and they don't have much uh-huh. going on on their feed, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, okay, well you still got a book deal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's kind of reassuring. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Let's move on. Okay. Obsessions. All right. Obsessions. I've shared this pr- before, probably as an obsession okay. part of this, okay. but I just feel like I have found my best gray paint colors in life. Oh yes. Let's talk about it. Number one, a dark charcoal, which uh-huh. I know I've talked about this on the podcast yep. before, but I lo- I just want you all to know that I loved it so much. I painted it in my new house uh-huh. just like I did in my uh-huh. old house. So the back of my door now matches Kelsey's again. Mm-hmm. And it is the Sherwin-Williams peppercorn, mm-hmm. which is just the perfect, mm-hmm. not too cool, not too warm charcoal mm-hmm. gray color i just really love looking it. at it right now I really and it. i really like too you painted the back of your front door and you have front and back of your door to the garage yes that's that that's an update so yeah because it gets so mm-hmm. dirty that could might be a little summer project yes. i might have to do that's an easy one to paint too because yeah. there's nothing to and it it's just flat and i added that to our island oh so i painted nice. our island that color yes. too so the perfect charcoal gray and then um for a perfect neutral light gray mm-hmm. i just I just wanted, I left some rooms white or like Mm -hmm. this kind of Mm off-white, whatever this is called, Swiss coffee maybe. Um, But I wanted in a lot of places some contrast. So Uh like in the hallway and in the kitchen where the cabinets are bright white, Mm -hmm. I did Benjamin Moore Gray Owl. Mm -hmm. And I I think at full strength would be fine, but I did it at half strength Mm -hmm. at 50%, which I didn't even know you could do. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like I just right. didn't think of that as right. being but a thing until thing. I saw that on Pinterest. A couple right. of pl- couple of people had done that because I really just wanted like a whisper gray, right. like just enough just to set off the bright white. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm so I'm loving that. That oh, turned out it really looks good. Really, it doesn't really look good. blue in right. any light. No, it's perfect. Or... So my my house inside is full strength gray owl. Oh, is it? I yes. didn't even realize yes. that. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. Yeah. So oh, so and so we painted that two years ago, and I still just love it. Yeah. I just that's love amazing. It. Maybe my subconscious was like, I'm <laughs> like, miss Kelsey. I really like this. And then my dark gray that we use on our lower cabinets in the back mm-hmm. of our door, it's actually Benjamin Moore. Um, oh, I want to say like Kindle charcoal. Oh, I yours think. is not peppercorn. I don't think it I is. thought it was this whole time. I know it, you just did the it's, dark gray. It's very similar yeah. though. Okay, I, I the peppercorn is maybe a bit. I think the Kindle charcoal. I feel like maybe has a tad little more blue. It uh-huh. doesn't like read too blue, uh-huh. but anyway. Yeah. But but it looks yeah, very similar. So for sure. Okay, I love it. Yep, we're taking pages out of each other's books. Yes, obsessed. <laughs> um, and then also obessed with my upstairs laundry room oh that's a good one i'm telling you i got to see i have it. never been so on it's top amazing. of laundry because it's just right there right i throw a loaded in the morning before yes. i even come downstairs uh-huh. so the girls can bring their own uh-huh. laundry into there and then are you still do you you still fold then in the place where you put it away or are you doing more folding or anything in the laundry room um right now it's not like quite set up i uh-huh. would like to be doing more uh-huh. i have been doing more folding in the laundry room for like things that go in the linen closet yeah. towels and stuff yeah um, but otherwise I'm still pretty much folding it mm-hmm. where it goes. But mm-hmm. the other day, Vanessa had an entire basket of laundry mm-hmm. and you know, they have quiet time in their rooms. Yeah. They don't really either, either one of them fall asleep more than maybe once a week, yeah. but they just have an hour in their rooms where they can read books or play quietly. Mm-hmm. And I said, you can put away all your laundry if you want at quiet time. <laughs> and she did. Oh my gosh. And it was cause she, I've been having her kind of work with it uh-huh. with me and kind of showing uh-huh. her how to fold things uh-huh. and, and I am particular about how yes. they're closed, but I said, I wonder if I can tell which ones mommy put away and which ones you did. I literally could not. 
she was so everything was lined up so perfectly like she's just that kid so yes i was like this is a parenting level unlocked right here it is she put away all of her own laundry oh high five yeah that's amazing (laughs) good job laundry room changing life oh good job okay um mine is uh sort of a newly discovered obsession it is my one line a day journal those oh, I, I wish mm-hmm. I'd brought it I've over, but I these. think I think you've seen it. Mm-hmm. It's like a this one in particular is like a little blue one, and it will say like at the top it'll say June twentieth, and then there are five little section entries, and it says oh, twenty like blank, and so then I would enter seventeen for twenty seventeen yeah. June twentieth, and I just and it's it's a perfect amount. It's probably like it's these kind of sh- littler pages, but you get actually like five lines. Uh-huh. So it's know? like so maybe you, two sentences worth. Exactly. Of- so you really can capture, you know, mm-hmm. a, a little bit about the day. And I actually, I got it for Christmas from one of my best girlfriends um, in Austin, a couple actually way back in 2014, I think. Okay. Because I went back and like, I had yeah. some, I had some entries and stuff yeah. from there and I used it for a while and just kind of fell off but you of can, it. That, that's one that's easy to just pick it back up yeah. because you don't have a specific. Exactly. It's just kind there. of like perpetual mm-hmm. start. And so just this past weekend, uh, Chris and I cleaned out our nightstands mm-hmm. and it was one of the things in there. And so now my nightstand is just all tidy and I just nice. have it in there with my pen nice. and I've just, been so enjoying filling it out it's such a you know when I was and we we're cleaning out the office too this weekend I just found all lots of my old journals mm-hmm. from 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 graduate school and then I mm-hmm. think early living in Arizona and kind of when I started blogging I really stopped journaling yeah so much mm-hmm. and I think I might want to pick that back up again I was just even just mm-hmm. I don't write that amount of handwriting right anymore and I was just cool like oh see. I just like miss this medium of writing real tangible a good yeah. pen like and there's so, just something about yes that. and so it just kind of feels like the one line a day is kind of a nice way to maybe like yeah get kind of back into that so oh, anyway like and then that. and then yeah i mean if you complete the thing you know f- like yeah. five years Can or more like what a story that yeah, is and just those, those little things that you wouldn't remember mm-hmm. like oh we went out for mexican food tonight mm-hmm. or this thing happened at work or mm-hmm. you know i was writing today like it was 120 degrees yeah <laughs> you know yeah. just things like that anyway so i'm really That's enjoying awesome. and i feel like that would be a good little um it's like a good gift yeah too totally anybody like. could use Mm-hmm. I like that. All right. Um, any updates on neighborhood news ar- from around your new not neighborhood? really. I was just telling you when I kind of gave you the tour tonight, though, that I am l- kind of loving not really truly having across the street neighbors. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably just because our neighbors of were the, drama in right, the other neighborhood. Right. And just like, I just, there's something nice about not looking directly right. into somebody's kind of like more open. garage mess. And right. we, I mean, we have like yeah, some a frontage road and then the busy road and then another frontage road and then there's the neighbor. Yeah. So I can see their houses, but right. it's just, they're not really right. neighbor neighbors. Right. And then I can see the mountains out the front yeah. and we have some green and some trees and those yeah. change color mm-hmm. in the cooler months. Mm-hmm. So I'm just, I will just catch myself like Aww. looking out the front windows like, oh, I just like are out the, just house, loving the, out view. the front of the house yeah. view. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Um, well, I have actually related to the front of the house view. I have some fun news that I've been excited to um, share with you. Last week, oh yeah, Thursday evening, I was going to go for a walk after bedtime and call two of my girlfriends in mm-hmm. Austin. We were going to have like a walk and talk. We've mm-hmm. been trying to do that. I come out of the house and I need to jump on this call, but I noticed someone walking around that house across the street mm. and I was like, oh man, this Drama is, neighbors had moved this out. is worth it. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Um, 
it was it was like a it's been a very slow move out but it's unclear yeah, they're but actually I, all I, I go over there and i just you know hi i wanted to introduce myself i i live across the street and people live here right <laughs> are, are you the are you the owner and you know he said yes and but um but then we're like kind of chatting and then he's like so is she still here has she moved out and i was like uh, shouldn't you know that? Did, aren't you the owner? I just, I suddenly I was very confused yeah. because he's sort of like the way he spoke, he didn't open his mouth very wide to speak. <laughs> you like, know, come again. Right. So I was like, wait, you do own the house, right? So it was like very confusing. And I was like, I think so. But they were here this weekend, like yeah. moving out. Maybe I don't she's know. Squatting. Oh my God, I do not <laughs> even know. And so, um, but then also I just decided to be super forward and Good. I, I was just, well, Probably not about the thing that you think. Oh, I was okay. just like, are you interested in selling the house? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I have been like, it is sort of just like this, like, you know. Pie in the sky kind of thing. Exactly. Like, I would just love to buy the house just so that someone yes. will paint it and put some plants yes. and then just like make it look a little yeah. bit nicer. Like, yeah. it's so hard to look at it when yes. it's just like, come on, just a little <laughs> like effort. Like, we're so similar yet so far Yes, away. when a little effort would go a long way. Anyway, I'm sure I took him by surprise and he was just kind of like, uh, you know, I wasn't planning on that. But it was just nice. I got some nice, a little bit of backstory. Um just in terms of, and you know, also from the fact that he was like, has she moved out yet? Just like, okay, I kind of see how checked in you are yes. as, as a landlord yes. and stuff. But I, I got the impression it's more just in terms of like ignorance in terms of like, just kind of out of sight, out of mind yeah. and not necessarily like intentionally okay. making it crappy. <laughs> right. I right. think not like a slumlord. Right. Which is a slight difference. Uh-huh. So Anyway, that was just interesting. Oh, but the best part, I got his phone number. Oh. So good. Very excited about that. So So, then when you see some crazy business, you can call. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The other thing he was like kind of walking around, he was like, it just left like a lot of junk around. Like, I understand like if you're moving out, but I mean this. And I was kind of like, yeah, that's that's kind of how how it was. That wasn't like just the move out. Yeah. I was like so torn because if they are gone, like why beat a dead horse right, or whatever right. but I did I was like having a hard time not just airing all my grievances no, there's a little part of you that's like okay I mean could you pick the next one a little more yeah. choosingly like we yeah. actually live here right I'm like <laughs> do you see my house over yes. here and do you see the contrast yes. to yeah over here anyway so hopefully that will be a uh, good step in the right direction it's good you go, you want to get in there with kindness right exactly like, hey exactly if you give a crap about who you who exactly. you rent your house yes to. there are real people living <laughs> <Exactly>. around here <laughs> all right well i think that wraps it up thank you so much for listening now that you know our social media secrets we hope you'll mm-hmm. find us on instagram where we're hi girls next door and on facebook just search girl next door podcast we really do read and try to respond to every comment message email mm-hmm. so keep them coming mm-hmm. And on Twitter, we see you and we thank you. <laughs> and we're sorry. But responses might be delayed. <laughs> thank you so much for your iTunes review and for sharing the show with a friend. Thanks so much for dropping in. Until next time, be neighborly. But then I'm like, I, guard dog, guard dog on alert. <laughs> <laughs> F that, I'm sharing everything. <laughs> okay.